This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Discover, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast off. Hello and welcome to Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. I was going to try and make some stupid joke about Disneyland Paris being the petri dish of the Disney theme parks, but <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't get it to work. Never mind. No. That's what happens when you don't plan far enough in advance. No. It's too late in the evening for that. Wait. Well, it's way well, too late. And, all, well, actually, no. it's Not for you. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this is early morning for me. Um but, but it is, I mean, I don't know where it, Lord, it's like where you are, but it is, it is warm. It's muggy. Yeah. It's, muggy. It started off today that it was cloudy and I thought, oh, it's, it'll yep. be all right. Put shorts on, but I thought, put a long sleeve shirt on. I'll, I'll be fine. Just like a t- long sleeve t-shirt. Went out earlier and by God, both me and my little boy, we had, there we were rolling our sleeves up and all sorts of things. And yeah, it's, it's been very close today. Yeah. as you say it's been weird like it's been i don't think i've i think i saw the sun about half past six tonight (laughs) when i ironically just as i was going out uh to do some shopping and um yeah i was like oh that's the sun because all day it just been quite gloomy but it it'd been warm it hadn't been cold yeah a bit of a breeze but yeah now it just feels really close yeah stupid country (sighs) what can you do um, so we're back to talk more Disneyland Paris. Not a huge amount to discuss this month. So no. this could be, I mean, obviously we we, won't, we don't know how long this podcast is going to last because we have, we're recording it now. So your guess is yeah. as good as ours. But as you download it, you'll see this is either a really short episode or a regular size episode. We'll just see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We could just advanced. go off on a tangent. Like we normally do. It's very possible, isn't it? I didn't even consider yeah. that. Um, but yeah, a few odds and sods. Um, is there anything you wanted to start off with? Well, I suppose we we better continue the, the conversation from last month. Now it has been implemented. Uh, and that is uh, the new FastPass system. The Premier Access system yes. is now all go. Um, I think it's pretty much what we said it was going to be, that there was no way it could be everything. Um, yeah. And it isn't. 
um, some strange ones that probably shouldn't be on it and some that probably should be on it that are missing. Mm. Um, so I'm looking, obviously it's not available. I can't tell you how much they're charging at the moment because the parks are closed at this time of night while we're recording. Um, but I can, I can list off what is regularly available, not price-wise, but um, the I actual know, attractions. I know some of the prices. Now, they did say um, initially that uh, these would, would vary. Now, I thought that was going to be seasonal variations. And to be honest, it still could be because we're still in the same season, obviously. (laughs) So so maybe these will change later in the year. Um, But certainly for now. But I think that the thing that surprised me is just how all over the place they are. Yeah. Because I assumed there'd be a flat fee for the summer and there'd be a flat fee for, you know, the, the... quieter months yeah. where i guess it would be a bit cheaper whilst what's actually happened is these prices just seem to be um depending on the actual ride itself yeah so it's yeah. it's very strange yeah so if we go through them and and to be fair the first two on the list are the two that i'm most surprised is included um and that's utopia uh and buzz Lightyear laser blast Yes. Um, and I know there was a big fuss about Buzz Lightyear because of the price. Um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous choice. I know it's been refurbed and a lot of people want to see it at the moment. Um, but it has got a fairly high capacity. And that's what is a little bit confusing as to why it's on the list. Uh, price Lightyear. Um, yeah. I'm now going to refer to this as because... This is one of the uh, more expensive. Well, it's at the top of the range. Yeah. So to go on Buzz Lightyear, which, as you say, has a much higher capacity per hour than a lot of attractions. Not all attractions, obviously, but you know, there's only a few attractions that work in the same kind of way as this. I mean, you could say Phantom Manor would have the same yeah. kind of capacity if it didn't have the stretching room. Yeah. But it does, so you know. Therefore, um, but Buzz Lightyear is fifteen euros per guest. Yeah. Autopia is eight euros. Now, Autopia, I I appreciate gets quite big queues. Yeah, but who in their right mind would pay to go on Autopia? Exactly. That is <laughs> to me surely a ride. Which, if the queue's too long, you move on. Yeah, and it's a ride I've never actually been on. <laughs> um, so that just shows you why I think it's weird that it's on this list. Um, because I have no interest in queuing for it. I, I might go on it. I will probably go on the one in the States, more likely the one in Disneyland, because it's the original. You've um, never been on one of these anywhere? No, I've not been on wow. any of them. Um, so... Yeah, it's never never really been something that's kind of interested me. It's it's like a long version of Dodgems, isn't it, really? Um, so, it's yeah, even worse than that, really, because yeah, you can't even... Exactly. Well, actually, you can bump into the cars, but only as you kind of come to the end of it, really. Yeah, and You're exactly. not supposed to, obviously. So those two are the, the two that I found very strange that they were 
were on the list. The rest, I I can kind of see why they are. Um, so the first one is Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain. Um, then we've got Star Tours, The Adventures Continue, Peter Pan's Flight, and Big Thunder Mountain. Now, Star Wars... So I, I've this, this is one that's a bit weird, right? Because I've seen Hyperspace Mountain at eight euros and nine euros. So I'm not sure what the price is supposed to be. Yeah. It's odd that it's even slightly different from Star Tours. But let, let's think about that for a second. Uh, okay, I appreciate people have different tastes, right? And the, and the thing about Buzz Lightyear is that is a family attraction. Everyone's going to want to go yeah. on it. Everyone can go on it. It's not too scary. It's not too fast. Something yeah. like that, right? So I, I understand with hyperspace and with Star Tours that, you know, for some guests, it might be a bit too much. Fair yeah. deals. But when I go to a theme park, I want to go on those exciting attractions much yeah. more than I would want to go on an Autopia. So yeah. how they're charging the same price for these two attractions as they are Autopia is just bamboozling. God knows. Uh, and Peter Pan's an obvious one. The queues are always massive. Um, it's the first thing people tend to go to. Uh, of a morning um i can understand why that's on there uh, and, and big thunder obviously what i would class probably the second second most thrilling attraction in the park after hyperspace mountain um it probably deserves to be there um so yeah those, those ones i can completely agree with but then i find it really strange that we've got autopia and buzz lightyear and pirates and, and phantom man is not on the list well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, Phantom Manor never had Fast Pass, did it? So I'm, no. I'm assuming that's that's possibly why. Although Autopia yeah. never had Fast Pass, so no. that's that argument blown out of water. Um, I mean, Big Thunder, yes, absolutely, I I, I agree. Um, Big Thunder is twelve euros. Um, yeah. So why that one is at least four euros more than hyperspace mountain i do not know um you know both attractions are probably about the same kind of length so yep. again a bit odd pizza pan's flight is the most offensive i think um well actually that and buzz because yeah. both of them are family like attractions buzz yep. is actually quite a long ride again because of yep. the speed of it because it slows down because it stops at times as well peter pan doesn't you know, you're in, you're out. It's it's yeah. a short, dark ride. Um, and I would absolutely begrudge paying for that on its own. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, even at the cheaper price, it, you know, I'd still say it's a bit excessive, but 15 yeah. euros ahead, I mean, that's, that to me is just yeah. bizarre. Yeah, that is outrageous price-wise. I can see why it's on the list. As I say, it's, it's always got a massive queue. You're looking at, 45 to 60 minute waits on a on a good day oh yeah i mean uh, the last time i can't remember if i said this in the last episode or not but the last time i was there my daughter suddenly discovered it was like uh like one of her favorite rides um we tried to get a fast pass we couldn't before we was leaving the park and it was an hour and a half queue that was um the first week of or the first day of half term in the uk so obviously a lot of people would come over uh, on over the weekend um but yeah that that so it, it is a busy attraction i get it but yeah it, that i mean i think yeah. um i was listening to mickey waffles and i think sinead said that she priced up all the attractions 
and it would cost you 98 euros yeah. to do all of these attractions once. And I think the price on the gate at the moment is about 109 euros, I think. for a That ticket. sounds about right, yeah. So, I mean, I know it's not, you know, obviously you can get tickets in advance and they're a bit cheaper and, you know, there's other things you can do. But just to put that in perspective, like to, to just jump the queue on those attractions is going to cost you as much as it is to yeah. get in the park, potentially. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it's just it's just mad. And I'm not going to read it now, but after the, the last episode went out, Craig did write quite a long email about his thoughts and um, he'd used some models, not obviously on DLP, but in other parts about, you know, the standby queues related to the um, fast pass queues and everything like that. Um, but I think he's changed his tune a bit on it as well. So yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I won't have yeah. that counter argument now because I think he's he's in agreement. It's just, it just, it, it just seems <sighs> there must be a better way of doing it. And I think had they turned around and said, you know, for 50 euros or 60 euros for an adult and then maybe 45 euros or something for a child, you can jump the queues for these attractions um, for one day uh, as many times as you can or so, or yeah. something. Even, even if it was just once, it yeah. would still be a better story than what they're doing because, you know, as Craig and other people have pointed out on, on other podcasts that I listen to, you know, Merlin um, have a a pass like this. Yeah. Universal do, but we're not talking about Universal. We're talking about European parks. So, that, you know, Merlin do have these options in some of their parks. Alton Towers has one. Legoland has one. Um, I think I think that's about £60, I think. Yeah. Um, but my, my argument to that is that most people never pay full price to go to a Merlin theme park. No. You know, there's always offers on. There's always buy one, get one freeze. So, you know, I went to Legoland a couple of years ago and I think it cost us about £25 each or something to go. So yeah. if I then had to shell out another £60 on top and that's something I, I chose to do, then, you know, that would still be like, 80 odd pound, 85 pound. Um, and then to do that in Disneyland Paris, you're talking double that, more than double that. Yeah. If you did, if you did the same thing. So, you know, I just don't find it comparable. I no. don't find it comparable. Um, and I, it, you know, Disney are not, are not a company that needs to do this either. No. That's the, that's the other thing as well. Um, and I think that's why it's so frustrating, really. Um, yeah. And the yeah. other thing, have you seen the signs for it? Yes. So, I mean, what do you what do you think of the signs? And I honestly don't know. I don't particularly like the the logo anyway because it's pretty much just been taken out of Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, to um, me, again, it's the messaging. It's the fact that it yeah. tells you if you want to basically if you want to jump the queue, you can you know go on the app or go to City Hall. Uh, yeah. and book yourself a time slot it doesn't mention anywhere it's chargeable yeah so how many people will see that and go oh if we go to city hall we'll be able to get a time to come back to this later yeah and then get told yes that's uh 60 euros please 
<laughs> or, yeah. or, or, or whatever it's going to be, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I, they, they can't put the pricing on if it's going to change. Change, yeah. Exactly. I understand right. that. I'm not, I'm not saying it should, but it should least, you know, explain. It should say, check, check the app for prices. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, you know, speak to City Hall for today's prices, whatever. Yeah. Have something. Yeah. But to, to basically suggest that this is just fast pass, and you can just yeah. go and book one, but you can't book one at a machine anymore. I think is is really yeah. cheeky. Um, yeah, there's two in the studios as well. <laughs> yeah, kind of proving our point that the studios is still a dump. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose that the problem is that where else could you could you have? You've it? got cars road trip. That's yeah. So problem. so so again, <laughs> so again, as I as I just, as I just asked you. You know, you've you've dodged the question there. As I've asked you, how else could they could they implement this? Because I mean, obviously, the the obvious one would be Crush's coaster, but we all Which know we know that doesn't work. No, exactly. So you know, they've obviously just not bothered with that one. So um, we've got Ratatouille: The Adventure, English title, um, yeah. and we've got Twilight Zone: Tower of Terror. Uh, Ratatouille is around twelve, and Twilight Zone is around fifteen. Which again, I think, is the wrong way round. Uh, well, what's interesting there is the thrill ride is more expensive than the family attraction. Yeah, they've done almost done the opposite of what they've done elsewhere. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. But I mean, I, you know, to me, um, I think it's because of the the ride itself more than anything else. I mean, I think the experience is is up there, but. You know, if I had a choice, I'd much rather go on Hyperspace Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain than I would Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. And and yet th- that's more expensive. So that's yeah, that's odd. Yeah. But yeah. Um so so that's that's now out. Now I've I've not <laughs> surprisingly, I've not seen anyone use this yet. No. Which I think is very interesting because you would have thought number one some blogger or vlogger would be all over this in you know i'm doing my bit for people you know i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna tell you how this works um but also as well you know some of these uh big twitter accounts are members of things like inside ears yeah and you'd think that they would comp them yeah you know yeah. or you know expense it you know yeah you use it and we'll re- reimburse you something like that and I've not seen anyone use it. No. So I find that very interesting. Um, so I can't, as we I, as we've said, Disneyland Paris is a very different beast when people have been comparing it to to the US parks and what they're going to do. I'm I'm not convinced this version will stick around. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I I, I have to I have to agree a fair bit because. I think when you look at Disney World, especially not, but you know, Disneyland as well, but especially Disney World, you know, you have these really big vloggers and bloggers and podcasters um, that, you know, live their life by these parks. Right. And, you know, you know, people like the Diz I'm talking to Jim Hill, um, you know, these people will, normally go in for stuff like this but the other thing as well is they all have money yeah they all have lots of money and 
Americans are very, not all Americans, but um, you do tend to find the attitude with Americans is if I've got the money, if I can afford to do this experience, I will do and this. And the opportunities there, yeah. Yeah, because it will save me time or, you know, because I can. Yeah. And I don't find Disneyland Paris has those people. No, it doesn't. The, the vlogging mean, they, community for Disneyland Paris is completely different. Yeah. And in fact, the I, only people that probably would come to Disneyland Paris and do that are the Americans on holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think even the podcasting community is very different with DLP. There's very few of us. Yes. Um, compared to the, the Walt Disney World and, and even Disneyland. I don't think there's that many Disneyland or podcasts that concentrate on Disneyland. Um, because a lot of Americans do both. Yeah. Um, so they tend to concentrate on the big one and then they'll throw some some Disneyland stuff in. With with DLP, it's it's very narrow. We we're one of only I would say no more than half a dozen, if that. Um and yeah, the community's just not as big and it, it's not as strong. And and I think that's being proven with this that there's no one there testing it. I don't want to point fingers. Right, but I I am. I'm about to. So we started this podcast pretty much because, well, number one, we found that uh, most of our audience didn't like us talking about Disneyland Paris because it was a more Disney World-focused podcast. That's number one. Um, But secondly, because at that time, dedicated to DLP was, you know, the creme de la creme. You know, it was the Disneyland Paris podcast. There wasn't really many others. And it was clearly the most established um, and, and was good content. And when that, when that show decided to stop, we, you know, it seemed, you know, that was our chance. I didn't want to compete against uh, <laughs> Steel Fee, but, um, you know, it, it, it kind of like then kind of gave us an opportunity, I suppose. Uh, and we were both annual pass holders at that point as well. That, that is true. We were both going to the parts frequently. Um, and so I don't want to point fingers, but Steve Riley disappeared after dedicated to DLP. Yeah. And just a few short months ago, he decided he wants to do a Disneyland Paris podcast again. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't want to be an accusing man. However, he starts his podcast back up and now we get this piece of, uh, I was going to swear then, but I'm not going to. Um, but now we have this, this mess to deal with. With premier access, I, you know, I'm I'm just saying it could be coincidence, but Steve, just just have a think about it. That's all I'm saying. I yeah. don't know what you've been talking about to do to Disneyland Paris in the last few years, but you know, coincidences aren't always coincidences. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'd actually love to give you show a shout out, and I've forgotten what the title is now. Um, yeah, I I I I think you're right though. I don't think in this format it can last. No. In the same way that Max Park, what, what was it called? Premiere? No. No, it was Fast Pass uh, Plus. Was it called Fast Pass Plus? No. Possibly, yeah. No, I can't remember. I never I mean, used it. So no one it's... ever used it again. No. <laughs> this is the thing. And the thing is that I mean it was it was a stupid amount of money, but it gave you access to much more attractions. Yeah. And I think it was unlimited as well. Um and you bought the tier that you wanted. So if you only wanted to, you know, buy some of the smaller ones, it was one price and et cetera, et cetera. The but podcast again, is DLP catch up. 
DLP catch up. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so say hello to Stephen Mark. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, that didn't work. I don't think this is going to work. No. Now, the one thing that I expected to see is the queues going through the roof because yeah. there was not people using this system and everyone's using the standby queues. But I've not seen anything to say that either. And I think the problem's been is that I don't think the footfall will have increased yet with French borders being open again. Right. And, and there's still and restrictions. Like there's still restrictions yep. in place and and you've still got to... And we'll, <laughs> that will lead us on nicely to the next story. Um, yeah. You know, you've still got to book in for, for the part. So you've got, you've got to have your slot. So I guess yeah. crowd levels are manageable at the moment. Yeah. But even so, even with that said, you know there will have been people that would have gone there normally and had fast pass. You've been using fast passes, which now can't. So therefore yeah. it doesn't seem to have had too much of a negative impact. But the biggest cues I've seen are at the shops. We'll yeah. Come to that later on even more. Um, but let's talk about the booking system. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> talking about things that are a mess, <laughs> the booking system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's new there? So there's uh, no there's no availability in August now. No, for annual pass holders. Yes. If you've um, got tickets, you can book in. Yep. <laughs> Which weird, uh, but there yep. you go. Um, and also they haven't released October yet. No. So this window that they're supposed to be having is is clearly not not working properly either. But this is exactly the same with the restaurant reservations. That they won't reopen the booking until the beginning of the follow- the month before. So, despite the fact that we've now been able to book until the end of September, they won't open in October until the beginning of September, which has always been the problem with their restaurant bookings, is that you, you can't book until the following month, despite it only being a month. You could then book say from the beginning of September you can book all of October but you won't be able to book November until the beginning of October yeah it's it's just a nightmare their booking system just does not work it never has done now what do you think I know we don't talk about the other parts that much but I think this is appropriate so Disneyland have now restarted their annual passes yeah Um, Disneyland Paris is kind of on calls for that as well i don't think they're yeah. on sale again yet are they uh i don't know i did i'm sure i read somewhere that they would they were due to go on sale again i'm still waiting uh, to find out if i'm getting a refund or not to be honest before i kick off at disneyland paris for, i'm still i'm still off. getting my emails about being an annual pass holder mine just says been for three months mine just says name yeah, mine did this time. <laughs> oh, you, okay. Uh, it wasn't just and they, <laughs> no, and and they even acknowledged the fact that it said at the bottom of the email, if you've cancelled your annual pass, please just ignore this email. Hilarious. I'm like, well, why don't, just take me off the list? You clearly know that I'm not an annual pass holder anymore because you you're know, just calling me name. You know, you know, there's no one doing that. There is no. no one in place for that to happen. This is all automated. No one is checking anything. No. That's that's half the problem. Okay, well, well, let's pretend they're not. And if they are tough, we didn't say we were as accurate on this. We're just making, just make, suggest, suggesting ideas. So 
Disneyland have restarted their um, annual pass system. But what they have done is depending on the level of pass that you've got, and they're called magical keys over there now, aren't they? So it's yeah. all, you know, it's all getting used to all of that terminology. But depending on the tier you've got, um, depends on how many days you can book in advance. So I think the top tier you can book up to six days in advance. Don't have to be co- concurrent, but um, that's all you can book. So you could have you know three weeks where you book in two days a week, whatever. Um, and once you've used the first days, and you know that frees up the ones that you've used, so you can then start to book your, your other ones. Now, I am. I I think this is going to be here for a while. I'm not saying I think this is permanent because that's quite an accusation. Um, it could be, you know, yeah. who knows? But it's certainly, I think, going to be around until at least the end of this year. If I'm, you know, looking at how the world is yeah. and looking how slow everything's moving, and seeing what Chapek has been saying, it might be here permanently. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But you know, I. It, I, I think it's too early to say that. There's obviously people that are quite happy with this solution and can see the benefits of it. Fine. So my question then is, do you think they would implement that to Disneyland Paris passes? And that would in turn possibly resolve some of these issues that are experienced at the moment? Possibly. It wouldn't surprise me if this doesn't become the, the norm across Disney parks, certainly the ones that they now own, um, yeah. which is interesting because I actually went in the Tokyo app earlier, um, and they've implemented standby pass as well. Hmm. Um, so it's not just the US parks; it's not just Paris, Tokyo have begun it as well. Um, but then they've always had strange things where you like you had to go in a raffle to get into like their daily shows yes. and things like that. So it's not a surprise that they're going down the same route as well. Um, but yeah, it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if if they don't just all follow suit. That Walt Disney World's annual passes will be the same. Um, I know we say WDW is a, a different beast compared to the other parks, but in some ways, you would hope they're all going to follow follow suit, and at least it's not different things for different parks again. Um, so yeah, I certainly can see them them going down the same route at some point. Yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 the fact that they've done it in Disneyland does make me think this is something they might roll out. And then depending yep. on the level that you have, so if you have the, uh, you know, whether it stays as Infinity or whether they change all of that again, who knows? But, you know, let's say they, they call it Infinity still, you know, that gives yeah. you the chance to book six days, seven days uh, at a time. But then yeah. the magic uh, might only allow you to, book five days something like that you know i i I think i i can just see that happening yeah now talking about uh, or kind of just swinging back a little bit to premier access have you seen any of the rumors about this being spread out past attractions yeah yes i did um again it's it's the same thing that we we say all the time DLP don't know how to organise character mates. They never have done. Um, it, it'll be like Anna and Elsa all over again. 
um, yeah. punch ups in the in fantasy land and all sorts of things. Um, I can see them doing it for the the meet and greets. The the one side of it that I don't like is having to do it for shows. Um, I think the shows the, the the venues are big enough that you don't need to do this. Um, I I don't even see anybody ever ever using it for the likes of Mickey and the Magician. I know they can get busy, but there's another show in an hour. Um, just get there earlier for the next one. I I don't see that working. But yeah, the character meet and greets. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Certainly for the likes of Meet Mickey and uh, the Princess Pavilion. Um, probably once Avengers Campus opens. I'm sure they'll be using it for that as well um, to make some of the, the characters um, in Avengers Campus as well. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it for that. I just hope they don't introduce it for the, the entertainment. I mean, I I would have quite happily paid 15 euros if it meant that I got to meet Oogie Boogie at the Halloween bash last yeah. time. Rather than yeah. queuing up for three and a half hours in the bitter cold. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a bit extreme. I don't think yeah. I'd feel the same about queuing, uh, paying to meet Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, I feel but there that will be there will be people for. that yeah, I think people would though, if it's if it's a one off trip, yeah. You have to meet Mickey, don't you? And I think that will will be where it comes into it and and little girls and, and little boys might want to meet the princesses so i can see that that working as well um obviously a lot of disneyland paris is meeting greets on in buildings of any kind that they just appear randomly in weird spots um so it'll be hard to implement it outside of those two buildings at the moment yeah i was gonna say i mean it really i can only see it being implemented in princess pavilion and meet mickey yeah. Um, because like you say, it's not going to work anywhere else. I mean, I will say that this Disney have a history of this. Um, I'm sure I've told this story somewhere, may have been on here, I don't know, but uh Disney on Ice, you could pay, I think it was about 15 pounds to have your picture taken with the princesses. Yep. They were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> not even joking. <laughs> Not even you could you weren't even getting your picture taken with the princesses in the show. It was it was standees. <laughs> they charge for that. Oh god! Never never say to me that Disney uh, is is uh, is one that cares about everybody. Yeah, because um, they don't. Let's be honest. And look, this is this is exactly why I explained this to someone the other day. This is exactly why I will never be on the proper press list for Disney because no. I will say stuff like that quite happily. Yeah, because... uh, and look, look how I started podcasting was by ripping Disneyland Paris to shreds. It's true. So, so <laughs> there you go. Let's go back in the archives and listen to that. Uh, I think, I think, if I'm correct, it was about November 2015. Uh, yeah, anyone wants to go and flick through the discover uh, the Disneyland no uh Disney Parks and Beyond archive yeah while it's still there that was my beginnings That's all I'm saying of the downward trend <laughs> I think you went upwards um I mean the other thing as well and we we had a joke about this the other day was um I was <laughs> somebody was complaining about their table 
at Captain Jack's. Yeah. Because they were right at the back of the restaurant. And, I, oh, and to be honest, because I've never eaten in there. No. We've, we've obviously talked about this before, <laughs> about the fact that we, <laughs> when we go back, we're going to both eat there together. Um, yeah. Is, is the fact you, you kind of only really pay attention to it as you're on Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't even really look that far that you've got tables that can't actually see the attraction, which seems to me to be a bit of a swizz, if I'm honest. Yeah. Half the reason for going in there. Um so um, there was an exchange on, on Twitter with people talking about it. And Alan at Cafe Fantasia said, um, you know, you might have given them an idea, upcharges for water views, to which uh, we tweeted back, Premier Access Dining Edition coming later this year. Thanks, Alan. Um, which he, he took in good jest. Um, but let's be honest, any, any opportunity, you know, yeah. is that going to be the next one? Are you going to get... Got- Priority seating there. If Waltz ever opens again for the three o'clock yep. parade, you know, window exactly. seats. And we've seen it with the hotels where you can get rooms that are exactly the same as mm. all the rest, but because they're closer to the amenities or with the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne, they're closer to the river, so it's easier to walk. Mm. Um, we've been looking over the last week or so at, uh, at the rooms and you look at it and you go, Man, I walk through Santa Fe and Cheyenne all the time. It's literally a difference of a couple of minutes. And you're charging two, three hundred pounds more. Oh, do you mean between the Cheyenne and Santa Fe? Or do you well, mean compared to the other hotels? Well, no, it's literally compared to the, the rooms in Oh sorry, those right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you're yeah. closer to closer to the path to walk to the parks or you're closer to the restaurants. And it's and the, literally a couple of minutes. And, and the thing is, as well, you know, obviously there are rooms that are near to those anyway, which are just standard rooms. Yeah. So exactly. I've I've had rooms which have been um, quite uh, quite close to those points. Yeah. Um, when I just put a standard room, I didn't get an upgrade. It's just that's where they, you know, put me. That's yeah. where they had the room available when I checked in. You know, it's luck of the draw. And the thing is, if you don't pay for it, you'll end up in one of those rooms anyway. That's what I mean. If people stop paying for them, then they're going to have to use them. So someone's going to get in them for the normal price. You know, I I, I understand with things like um, at Newport Bay when you get the, the lakeside uh, yeah. room because you get a view of the lake, right? And even even their crap. Well, look, I'm I wouldn't do it, right? <laughs> we I, did. I, okay, but what and I'm saying is for me, on the corner. yeah, for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it because. No. I'm not in that, you know, I'm spending so little time in that room. Yeah. That I don't, you know, I don't care what the view is. If I've had rooms where my view has overlooked a car park, mm. I don't care. I'm in there to sleep. Right. It doesn't matter to me. No. Um, so, yeah, it's all those things are, are bizarre, but I could definitely see that that being a thing. I, I think you're right. I don't think that shows they, it would really work for the shows. No. Although maybe if they guaranteed so many people, they'll get in because you know sometimes you might queue up and you may get in, you might not get in, and as you say, you've got to wait for the next show. But I, I, I just don't see people doing it. I think that's the thing. I don't see yeah. people splashing out however much they're going to charge to do it. I, I don't see that working. Yeah. But they'll try. And then I suppose the <laughs> other one is what about these priority views? So we know. As um, you know, if you had an infinity pass, you would get 
a special area in the hub for you to watch um, Illuminations. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but, you know, for you to be able to go and watch those shows um, at yeah. night. So if you had an Infinity Pass, you could go in and I think you could bring in one person or something if they didn't have an Infinity yeah. Pass. Um, so, you know, is that the next step? Are they now going to have um, a chargeable area outside of passes that allows you to to have that and it's interesting because they did do that at Walt Disney World didn't they where you could book a fast pass to watch happily yes. ever after and they scrapped that really it didn't last very long at all that's that's true um and also with the, going back to the shows um you used to be able to get MasterCard seats didn't you yes yep you you had the MasterCard area as well um for certainly for the 25th anniversary with the Princess Wolves, they had that area right outside the annual pass building. But also, they had that you could go and see um, Anna Magique, yeah, and Disney, uh, Mickey and the Magician as well. Yeah, they had sections in there. So, all right, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they could charge, and that's what they're going to charge for. It's not necessarily getting in, it's that you're going to get those seats. Yeah, so possibly, yeah. But it's the same. Phantasmic is the same. If you book a fast pass, they've got a certain block, haven't they? Um, that you go and sit in. I did True. that last time True, I went. Yeah. Um, so that's again, given fast passes for shows like that isn't something new to Disney. It's just new to Disneyland Paris and in a much smaller scale, because those theatres are smaller than a Phantasmic theatre or even a Beauty and the Beast or indie show. Um, it's, it's much more difficult to to go alright we're going to block off a whole load of seats for people that paid you lot aren't coming in whereas those ones oh you've booked a fast pass you go and sit there oh you haven't got a fast pass you go and sit over there it's, it, there just isn't the capacity to be doing that at Disneyland Paris I don't think because no. it will it will hack a lot of people off they don't seem bothered at the moment but we'll see no time, they time don't will tell time will yeah. tell um i saw talking about shows i saw that um they're they're kind of hinting that the lion king show will be back in october yeah uh that's that's good i i still haven't seen it well hardly um, anyone sorry well no um obviously they did it the first year didn't they and then the second year it got shut down before it even started it had um, that brief period where it was open yeah. Um, because Lord Luke went, didn't he? Yes. And he, he, there was no social distancing whatsoever. They, they opened it saying, you know, we've designed it so you know we've got spaces between people, you know, and all this. And you went in there, and it looked like nothing had ever changed. Yeah. At all. So, uh, yeah, that lasted. I think about four or five days tops before they closed yeah. it down again for the for the rest yeah. of the year. And the, um, and the rest of the shows didn't even start. No. As we know, they turned the um, the stunt show into the the home of the Jungle Book Jive. Was it called? Well, um, they were going to, didn't they? they didn't yeah, <laughs> that lame paint job. Yeah, they never even used uh, it. And then just left the the floats in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, while they were closed. Um. So yeah, but no, I'll be glad to see that back. I would I would like to see it. Mm. Lion King shows always do well for me. I I enjoy the one at Walt Disney World. Um, mm. I think it's a even today it's still a pop and, and proven by the live action one it's still a popular um, franchise 
for, for Disney, I think people will still go and see it. Um, and I'd like to go and see that theatre. Um, yeah, because the last time we saw that theatre, it was uh, still yeah, under construction, wasn't it? And I was there the year it opened, and it just I didn't have time to get in there. Um, I was there for race weekend, and I only did one night that time. I turned up just as the 10K was finishing, uh, and then ran the half marathon the next day, and then went home. So I didn't get time to fit it in or even hear it um, mm. being played. So um, I, I would like to go and see it at some point. Hopefully. Well, we <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. We will. Yep. Just, you know, as and when. Um, yep. One thing we, we've talked about before, and it's been a bit of a anomaly, um, is Orbitron. Yes. Because it just disappeared. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> but it's coming back. Bit by bit, it's yeah. making a reappearance. Yeah, it's a bit like... It's a bit like a gazebo story I was telling you off air. It's yes. going in bit by bit. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 strange. I mean, I've still not seen any announcements about it at all. So I, I don't know when it's going to reopen or anything. No. But we didn't know it was going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that happened. It's, it's yeah. so weird. Um, so, we'll, you know. Time will tell on on when that is actually going to reopen because, like I say, I would assume they're aiming for the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I because I, I don't mean, think it'll be open this year. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I think I think it could be, but I don't think it will be. I think no. they will hold off. Well, the thing is, it's it's going to have to go through full testing again, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's a new ride because it's it's literally been dismantled. Well, it probably it's is not a new like, ride. <laughs> Well, yeah, the likelihood is that they've probably taken it away to do a new mould mm. and, and to rebuild it completely. Yeah. Um, we've seen it happen broom. at the other parts. Yeah, exactly. It, every every now and again, they add an extra spaceship and then they'll change an arm. And eventually, it's just a whole new ride. Yeah. Uh, so we'll but see they've done it at the other. they've done it in the other parks. It's not the first time that those type of rides have been completely dismantled and, and put back together. Mm. Um, so we shall see once it's uh, up and running again. But yeah, yeah it's I, I, to I do. can't see it, see it being open again until next year. Well, they, the thing is, you know, um, Ratatouille is now going to open in Epcot on the 1st of October. Yeah. You know, just in time for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. So, you know, Disney World are opening a new attraction for its 50th. Um, so Disneyland Paris are going to have to open an attraction for their 30th <laughs> what better than an attraction that's been there for 30 years I don't think Orbitron's going to be the one they open for the 30th <laughs> I think we'll find that a certain web slinger will be the mm. the big attraction for the 30th I, I, look it should be will it be? Yeah. time will tell considering it'll be about 9 to 12 months late I would hope it will be open mm. Yeah, we yeah, you'd like to like to think so. Yeah. Um, another attraction though that has just gone down. Sorry, has just been announced to go down. It's yeah. not gone down yet. Is uh, Small World, which is going down yeah. on the twenty seventh of September for an extended refurbishment. Yeah. I'm going to say the same thing I do every time this happens. Do you <laughs> think we're going to get Disney characters in it? It's about time, isn't it? Really. 
that it, it gets that upgrade. Everywhere else has had it, so why is Paris getting it? I don't it? think Disney World have, have they? Uh, Disney World have, yeah. Well, they've got Disney characters in it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. take that back. Yeah. I know Disneyland did, and I know uh, Tokyo did. Yeah, no, Walt Disney World does as well. It makes sense. I did. I did notice though. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. That they've just released some uh, small Pop, world the pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't we even see them announced. No, I didn't either. Um, it's weird because I went in a couple of weeks ago. I went in the Disney store in Oxford Street, and they've got the the Jungle Cruise one with Mickey, the Mickey in the, in yeah. the boat. Um, and I kind of went. Oh, I'm not buying that. I only. I only want to get ones that are actually got characters from the attraction. So I've got the, the Matterhorn one. Mm. And then I saw the Small World ones and I went, oh, I'm going to have to get them, aren't I? Because <laughs> they're still... actually characters from the ride. Well, we've we've still got the um, the doll, one of the dolls that they did. Um, do, you, do you remember those? Yes, I do. So it was really weird. They just, again, came out of the blue. And they had, um, I think, about five countries, maybe six countries, something like that. Um, we got the uh, the British Beef Beater. Yeah. And it sings the song and, and all that. We still got that, actually. I saw it in the loft a few weeks ago. It's not been on display for a while, not since we moved, but still, it's there. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they're not as, you know, the pops are not as cute as those dolls because those dolls obviously no. were supposed to look like the actual dolls in the ride. Yeah. But as pops go, they're cute. So, yeah. you know, and much cheaper, I imagine, to buy than the uh, dolls on the secondary market. So good if you like that. Um, we haven't talked about the um, the storybook store. No, that's literally what I'm just looking at. Oh, um, so that's timing. that's good timing. Yeah. So and this is a, a store that I would say is probably in our top like three or four stores, both of us, because we've talked about it previously, about how much we liked it and and the fact that it it did have a certain charm to it. Um, because it was different to a lot of the other stores that it was it was a bookshop. Um, that is no longer the case. It is now the AP location um, for all your AP merchandise. Well I think it's interesting in uh, they've never had an AP store. No. Have they? Um, did, 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 I don't think Disney World do, do they? No, I don't believe so. I think they kind of have, you just, they have the AP stuff in like the Emporium. Yeah. Um, and you just have to show that you've got a, an annual pass when you, and, when you buy something. Yeah. And that used to be the case. It, like the Emporium was always a good place to get those, um, annual pass pins. Yeah. And stuff like that, that they would, they would sometimes do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, thinking about it actually, I think the only place I know that has an AP shop of, of any sort is Universal. Yeah, don't know. They have that kind of lounge area where you can like yeah. pick up some of the AP merch, but even that's sold elsewhere as well. Again, same rules apply. Show your pass, get your merch. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, the storybook store is such a weird place because, like you say, at times, and I think even the last time we were there, it was mainly selling books again yeah uh which is good and it's a well-themed store but you know that you know uh, <laughs> i don't want to stop stumbling on this um but it was uh the duffy store for a while it was yeah wasn't it you know the, the land of duffy um 
so it's been used as a few things over the years. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that they've now assigned that to be in the AP store. It doesn't, the impression I get from what I've seen is it doesn't seem it's going to be permanently the AP store. No, it seems like a lot of the, the signage is, is kind of temporary. It's hanging rather than actually built into anything. Um, like you find like down a food aisle in a, a shop where they've got what what's on the aisle above it. Um, the signage kind of looks like that, um, which isn't great. Um, and to be fair, looking at it, it's not like there's a lot of annual pass exclusive stuff in there, um, which well, I find a little bit strange. What it isn't. So it's only, again, from what I've seen, it looks like it's only open at weekends. So yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the first weekend, it was selling furnishings, wasn't it, from uh, the New York? Yeah. Mainly so, just uh, posters off the wall. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, front covers of the New Yorker. Right. Um, that they'd had up on the walls in the in the hotel. I mean, what I did see was massive queues and a lot of people bitching that the stuff was going straight on eBay. <laughs> yeah. So, well done, Disney. Um but yeah, like you say, it, it doesn't appear to have any actual exclusive merch, which is odd. And have you seen what they're selling this weekend? I'm, I was just I'm just trying to find it because I know I'd seen some more pictures, um, but I can't seem to find what was in there. Well, they've released a range of stitch uh, clothing. Right. So there's some jumpers, there's some t-shirts, uh, lanyards, uh jogging bottoms there's also a jumper that looks suspiciously like the same one that primark has been sending for the last six months on and off um which i mean i've actually been trying to buy this jumper my local primark has not had it in at all as is often uh the case because it's a smaller store i will admit this though publicly it is a women's jumper (laughs) but because it's blue and it's just got a, like a sketch of stitch on it, I didn't think it mattered, if I'm honest. I don't think anyone would question it. But anyway, they're, they're selling one there that looks almost identical, uh, probably at about twice or three times the price. Um, but it's it's exclusive to this store for now, but it, it doesn't say it's an AP range. So I'm assuming this is like first dibs. Yeah. Or something. I'm wondering whether that's what they're gonna what they're gonna mm. do is launch new new stuff in there, and you can only buy it for like a week if you're an annual pass holder. After that, it's just for everybody. But it's not the only thing that they're selling this weekend. No. So the other stuff, th- the other stuff they're selling this weekend is some art of Disney on demand. Yeah. Framed work. Now, yeah. I don't understand this because I mean I know um, the gallery has some of this stuff yeah. you know to give you an idea of what this stuff is that you're going to buy um, so they've got some stuff up but surely the whole point of art on demand is you choose what you want and you have it shipped to you and then you know you can buy a frame or do whatever yeah. you want to do with it so the fact they're selling ready-to-go ones just seems a bit odd to me. 
I wonder whether this is stuff that people have ordered and then not taken. Possibly. And they're just getting rid of it. It's, it's interesting because I'm looking, I think I'm looking at the same uh, article as you were. Um, that I can see at least two, if not three, that I would buy. Um, that are there. If I had the car, they would be going with me. Yeah, but, um, but at the same token, you could just order it and have it sent yeah. to your home. Yeah. And you can buy your own frame because, I mean, you know, whatever they're selling this stuff for, and I can't remember, I'm trying to think how much it cost me for my last art on demand stuff. But I think, I think the poster I bought, I'm looking at it now, it's about, it's about A3 size-ish. It's not quite A3, it's, it's different, it's different dimensions, but it's that kind of size, right? I'm almost certain it cost me about 30 euros yeah. shipped. And and to to further that, I ordered it on the Sunday. I had it on the Wednesday. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I, was I was that the weekend that we went? I think it was race weekend. Yeah. And and the thing is, like I, I can send stuff from where I live to like Brighton and it doesn't get there that quick. <laughs> so <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but, but anyway, so, and, and then what I did is I then went to Ikea and I bought a frame that, that would fit that picture, yeah. which cost me, I don't know, probably about another seven, eight quid or something stupid like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. If that by that logic, anything you're buying in that shop is not going to be the price of the print plus seven quid, yeah. because they'll they'll have used some expensive frames or something. And actually, looking at them, some of the frames look a little bit scuffed. So I do wonder if these were ones that they've had up in the shop, possibly. But but regardless, I still think it's an odd thing to sell. Like with the with the Hotel New York stuff, you're buying something that was in the hotel yeah and i know i know a lot of the furniture was being sold at auction wasn't it yes yeah i know wasn't there i know a lot of stuff has now been auctioned from disneyland hotel as well oh interesting um Um, i was reading about some people were saying that they tried to buy something and they literally said it would cost them three three times more to get it shipped to the uk than the cost of the item Oh yeah, you'd you'd be driving to pick that up. Yeah, <laughs> and look, I mean, I know petrol costs money, but even and and you have to pay for a train and whatever. But I still think it would be cheaper than actually trying to get it shipped. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know, like stuff like this just doesn't. I don't see the appeal because this is stuff that you can just order and have sent home. You know, the hotel New York stuff, that stuff that you you know that there's one of. Or, or yeah. you know, maybe maybe a handful of you know depends on you know how many of the same pictures they had around the hotel. But do you know what I mean? That's something that was in the hotel. You're you're taking a piece of Disney history home with you. This isn't that. No, that's kind of that's what I'm trying to get at. Really, I think I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, yeah. Or you know what? If it was like the pictures from underneath the train station. I'd yeah. say, okay, fair enough. I get that. Because again, that to me is Disney history. This is just yeah. stuff that you print off. Yeah. Or someone prints off for you, you know. Um, 
yeah, weird. I can only imagine what's going to be there next week. Yeah, God knows what. Mm. Um, I don't think I had anything else. Actually, I've got a few bits. Um, to carry on so one that we were talking about and that we couldn't remember I've actually found it um, we were talking about it before we recorded and is that that is from the 21st of August the vaccination centre will be leaving Newport Bay um, and moving to Sequoia Lodge Um, while that is now going under refurbishment Newport Bay is obviously reopened um, as a working hotel again Uh, Sequoia Lodge is is still being worked on um and that also comes along with the reopening date of the first of december for the hotel itself um it's going to open before the end of the year yeah but it was supposed to open on the 23rd of october yeah and i know that because that's my anniversary yeah literally Uh, the only reason why i know that (laughs) i'm not that santa fe is opening that day yeah um again because i've been looking at hotels um, I know the Santa Fe is reopening, but yes, Sequoia Lodge has been pushed back until the 1st of December while it houses the vaccination centre. I'm almost certain I know one person that's booked in November to go to Sequoia Lodge. Yeah. So that is going to be news to them. Yeah. Hopefully you um, know that before this podcast comes out. <laughs> um, uh, a fun one. Uh, the Wookiee Cookie is back. Praise the Lord. Um, that looks like a walrus still. Are they still um, haven't changed it? Oh, Jesus. No, it still looks exactly the same. Um, so that's a fun, a fun little one that's that's back. Um, then again, sticking with the, the COVID stuff, um, the French health pass that us UK visitors now need to fill in before we visit, now that we are allowed to, it will be accepting your NHS barcode from your uh, COVID vaccination passport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all done automatically. You just type your barcode number in uh, and it will recognise it. Do you have Do you have yours? Uh, the passport, I haven't downloaded one since I've had my second one done because I'm not planning on going anywhere yet, but it's all in the app. I know it's there. So once I do it, so you it, had it to, will be there. So you had to scan your face and stuff. Right. When no, I, I, when I, when I okay, when I when I got the app, I I set it up so I could make sure I had because you know we weren't sure what was going on, right? We didn't know if we were going to show yeah. this stuff many places or what have you. So I just thought I just do it; it's done then, right? And it takes a photo of your face, which is fine, but it doesn't take a photo of your face like it normally would do. It flashes all these lights off your phone <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing i thought i was going to get sucked into it like captain and the games master or something <laughs> bizarre it was weird so fair warning for that but that's good news that that yep. is now being um accepted especially yep. as we're now out of the eu <laughs> yeah thought they make yeah, it harder exactly. for us but yeah which is another issue that my wife hasn't got six months we... left on our passport so we've had we to do. send off for that um, While well, in that? the midst of trying to do two different holidays at the same time. Yeah, this is just too many plates being <laughs> in. Have you, yeah. have you heard this thing as well now that um, you're supposed to have so much money when you go to France now? No. So I can't remember the exact figures, but I'm sure it's something like you're supposed to have 300 euros a day. 
it might be it might be 100 euros ahead so in your case it would be 300 euros yeah but it's something like that and basically you need to have this money um for every day you're there so if you're there for four days it's 1200 pounds yeah that you're supposed to have in a bank account and if you're stopped by the authorities they can ask for that and it's to do but it's something to do with basically because you're there if anything happened to you or you got stuck or something like that they want to make sure you've got money to be able to fund yourself to get home or something um but this is something we never used to have to worry about no so it's a bit like um the breathalyzer tests in the car yeah you know when you went through security you didn't have to show you had them but if you were asked you know if you were checked and they said have you got these and you didn't you would get a fine yeah so it's it seems to be a bit like that so it's something to just be just anyone traveling soon or planning to travel soon check that out on the french government's website it will explain all of that in more detail but yes you do need to have make sure that you have funds or i suppose the other thing have a credit card yeah that's you know with a a decent balance and that way you know yeah you've got money uh, or access to money i suppose um yeah okay education lesson over yep there we go uh and i had one other note um spirit jerseys seem to have made a massive comeback at disneyland paris they never went away Um, i'm not having this They've currently got four different versions. Yeah, but to, to be honest, I mean, we weren't there last year, but... Five five different versions, sorry. What they got? So they've got the black one that's always there. Yeah. Then they've got the neon one that I believe both of us have got. I... I've got the Disneyland one and you've got the Paris one. Mm-hmm. They've got the um, the Dreams one, you know, the, the blue one with the silver writing and sparkles. Yep. They've got the Pride one. Okay. And they've got that uh, French one that came out um, the... right when they first started, the black and white stripe one. Yes. Blue and white stripe. Um, blue and white, yeah. Um, so that's Racist. back in as well. Um, I'm bluest. <laughs> the pride one I really like, and I would, uh, I would, if I was there, that's the one I would buy out of those ones. See, I've been um, after the, the French one for ages and when I got there, they'd sold out the last time. And this right. is the first time they've stopped them since, I believe. Right. Yeah, because I, I wasn't that keen on the stripes. I like the See, idea of it. I liked it because but... it was, it was, you couldn't get that version anywhere else. Yeah. I like the black one, but the black one is so common yeah. that, yeah, it feels a little bit wasteful to buy that when there's other ones available. Yeah. I'm not that bothered by the Dreams one. Didn't really like that one. Um, I think when I, I think when I was last there, they had about three different ones. I want to say, um, so they always have a few. Never as much as Disney World, admittedly, but no. but still, um, I did see that they did get more stock on the UK website as well. Actually, of the yeah. black one, because that's one that they they normally get in drips and drabs, but it sells out really quickly, but I've had it yeah. on for about a week and it's available in all sizes. They, <laughs> either the man's gone or, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're getting more they're stock true. now than they used to. And as you say that for the first time, they've actually got Walt Disney World one. They've got the 50th and, anniversary one come in. 
Has had, it gone already? Oh, it went within five minutes. I'm not a massive oh, fan hang of on. that. Hang on. The Stitch one went really, really quickly. Yeah. No, the the 50th anniversary ones came out on Thursday, and I'm, I think the Spirit jersey's already gone. Yeah, I looked There's yesterday, a, and they still had them, but right. um, yeah, they might I think, have gone by now. I think they only had them in extra small and double XL. They've literally maybe. got two 50th anniversary, oh, three 50th anniversary things left. They've got the T-shirt yep. with Mickey Mouse on the front. They've got the ladies' T-shirt. Yeah, and they've got the hanging ornament left. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Everything else from the fiftieth has gone. They the spirit jerseys went really quickly in all of the sizes except the two at either end. So like yeah. the extra small, and so I think it's like double XL or something. Yeah, they I don't mind the other left. the other Disneyland one that they've got at the moment on the the uh, Mickey Mouse one the the grey plaid. No, I hate it. You don't like it. Don't like it. See, I don't like, I like the it. other Mickey Mouse one. I don't like the the black and white one with Mickey Mouse scrawled across the back. See, that's the one I do like, but I had a T-shirt that was very, very similar to it. So, again, that kind of, yeah, not not so much a fan. Um, I really like the, um, I think it was a Beauty and the Beast one. It was just black and gold. Yeah. But it was a bit too shimmery for me to pull off, I think. And it was the same with the Arendelle. I really like the the Arendelle yeah. one that they did, but again, the writing was just a bit too sparkly for me to pull off. Yeah, there's a couple that I've not liked recently. I don't. I'm not a massive fan of the Captain America one. I don't like the baseball one either. No, likewise. Yeah, that plaid one was quite an down... old one actually. That that came yeah. out I think last year. Yeah, I think if anything, it's probably a winter one. Uh, I think. I think you're right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fleece. Yeah. Like the bottom half of it is fleecy. I'm sure that's. Yeah. I remember. I remember looking at it on on the US website. It's very similar to the Christmas ones they did last year that were green mm. and red. Um, mm. It's the same patterning on the the arms. Um, so I'm yeah, just, I would imagine it's. I'm just annoyed we never got the Star Wars ones, and I mean the. Um, the you mean the yeah the planets that they they've still got them at Walt Disney World because I saw them in a video the other day. Mm. Um, in the Star Wars shop at Disney Springs, actually, yeah. they still had them. Yeah, so those are nice. But yeah, and they, yeah. for me, I, I do like spirit jerseys, but I think they're a lot, and I think they can be a bit hit and miss. Yeah, overall, I agree. Yeah. I've not really looked at any for ages since the the neon one. Yeah, I, I still that was like the last that. one I bought. Yeah, so I do I. I. I don't wear as I much as I want it. to though, but that's because no. I. I don't want to ruin it. No, my favourite Yoda ones actually just come out of the wash. So I might wear that soon. <laughs> well, it depends how this summer goes. Mm. Um, one, I, I had one other thing. Um, did you have anything else? No, that was it for me. Okay. So um, one thing they have started doing uh, recently and I, I probably sped along because of COVID possibly don't know but something that was in the works for a while is uh mobile ordering for yes. certain places cafe hyperion is definitely one of those places yeah um if you try and order in advance it says you can do so in eight simple set steps eight 
yeah. simple steps. There's nothing... If, if you've got to do eight steps, it's not simple. No. Two steps, simple. Choose your food when you're picking it up. That's it. That's all it should be. Eight steps. To make it worse, though, you can only do this if you have a French billing address and a French phone number. Yep. And Wonderful. I'm assuming that you also need a French uh, card to pay for it on. That I'm not entirely sure about, but if you've got to have a, an address and uh, a phone number that's French, I'm, I'm assuming that's the case. So that's that's really good for an international park, isn't it? Yeah. I appreciate at this moment, the majority of people, nearly everyone that's going, is either French or American. I don't know about other European countries being allowed into France, but we know the Americans can. Um, but yeah, just think about it when that park is is back to fully, you know, fully open to all whenever that lovely day happens again. And how, how many people are going to be alienated? It just seems stupid. Yeah. I don't understand how, how can it be that we can go all the way to America and have no issues doing mobile ordering? Yep. Yeah, Paris, that's, what, 200 miles away? We can't. And I think we are the biggest European visitor Yeah, to Disneyland Paris as well. So We must be. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we are. So, yeah, just, just really, I just don't understand their logic sometimes. But no. there is no logic, is it? <laughs> There's no, no explanation. Uh, and uh, another thing that you can do in the app is you can add your AP discount. Yeah, but apparently they don't check it. it well, yes, the app doesn't <laughs> certainly. So, no. yeah, that's that's another interesting one. Considering how hard it is to get your AP discount to work, sometimes the fact that you could just click a button in the app and they go, "Yeah, yeah. it's so weird." Oh dear. Well, yeah. what a positive upbeat episode of Discover the LP to spin. As we as we always are. <laughs> I hope we've had fun. I've had fun. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's been fun we for always, you listening. We always have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, if you want sunshine, lollipops and rainbows, I'm sure there's a Disney podcast that's doing that for Disneyland Paris right now. But yeah. I, I think generally, I'm, I mean, I listen to a few others and I think we're all in the same kind of conundrum. I think, yeah. you know, first of all, there's that kind of frustration of us not being able to go. Right. Yeah. There is that. That's obviously not good. But even if we were going, you know, the, the things that they are doing, you know, with Premier Access and stuff like that, just, you know, no no one's happy about this. No. So I think for us Brits, it's a double whammy. You know, we can't get there. And even if we could get there, we're moaning about the stuff that they're now doing out Yeah. There. Well, we are allowed to go now. There's, there's yes. nothing stopping us. Um, it's just, it's going to take a while, I no, think, for... No. Are we we definitely through. allowed in? Like yeah. we okay. Yeah. I know we're okay yeah. to come back, but it was going yeah. now. I was a bit unsure. Yeah, about, no, we're good. no, we're 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 all good to go now. But I think it's going to take a while for us us Brits to filter through because you you can't have booked a trip. It's been so long that you've been like, well, I'm not going to book a trip because I don't know whether I can go. So a lot of it's going to be quite last minute. I think at the moment. Um, so. Yeah, we can get in. There's a chance I might be going. I don't 
know yet. It depends on where other things settle. Um, <laughs> but I might be going in the next couple of months. Well, if they didn't have the whole performance with the annual passes, I'd be yeah. looking into it. The reason I haven't looked into it is because of all of that. Yeah. You know, if... And and that's what I'm waiting on. What I want to know is, am I getting a refund? Because I'm not getting a refund. I want my pass reinstated because I'd, I cancelled it because I couldn't check what was going on yeah. because their website was down. And then what made it worse was then they then did it again about a month later, didn't they? Yeah. After that window had closed and you had to apply for it, they then changed the rulings again and then gave everyone another 30 days to decide whether they wanted to keep it or not. So the whole thing's a mess. But if I did have my annual pass now, I probably would be more interested in, okay, can I just take a quick few days away? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that incentive isn't there either. And I mean, yeah, I, I don't have to have an annual pass to go, but it's a, you know, it, it it's those expenses then start adding up. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's frustrating, but Hey, you know, maybe next month we'll have more positive things to talk about. Who yeah. knows? Let's hope. Yeah, and, and maybe um, we might have, I might ask you, put you on the spot again, to um, have a bit of a, a catch-up on on um, Run Disney in, yeah. in DLP. Because, I mean, obviously, we've covered it a lot on here going back in the archives, but, you know, people come and go all the time. So maybe yeah. people are listening to this now that aren't familiar with it. And so maybe going through how it would usually happen. Obviously, we don't know when it's coming back yet. It will come back, but we don't know when. Um, yep. and we can talk about how that's worked in the past and hopefully will uh, work going forward. But uh, yep. yeah, so if you're happy to do that, um, yeah, I know we're going to cover it on this, uh, the next episode of um, Disney Parts and Beyond as well. Yeah. But, but it's a, uh, again, it's a very different beast when it comes yes. to Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris. Yes. Um, obviously, I'm I'm the one that's got most experience across all of it, but you've got the experience at, at DLP as well. So mm-hmm. um, it makes for a, a different conversation as well. Indeed. Indeed. So um, that's it for, for this month. That's it for August. So thank you very much for listening. Um, feedback is always welcome. Um, we didn't get many comments about uh, people people's views on uh, premier access because i think we all felt the same but uh you know if you want to uh ask us any questions or get any feedback then do it on the twitters at discover dlp pod or our email address is discover dlp at gmail.com contact us there and uh yeah love to hear from you um but until next time we'll uh we'll see you real soon au revoir Oh.